0: not our show stuff. Welcome
1: to How to be a millionaire who wants oh. to be a
0: millionaire. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Drew's show, How to be a millionaire. <laughs> so many so many so many damn books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. And this is so many damn books. It is it feels like it's been a while since we've hung out just across from each other, but it hasn't been really. Yeah. Uh we it was two episodes ago. We just um you know. Oh sure, the best. It's relative time though, you know. Sure. So I t- I tell people what we're drinking. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> I think it'll make <laughs> it'll it make explain more a sense. lot. Yeah. So this is I'm calling it um the hidden motive. Mm hmm. And it's um, it's bourbon maraschino liqueur um oh simple syrup and lemon juice and old-fashioned bitters
1: it's nice it's like kind of whiskey soury but there's a little more sweetness
0: in there Mm -hmm. it's that cherry yeah so that's nice stirred it poured it over ice it has um something to do with our episode right i think so i've just decided that i'm gonna say everything non-committally yeah to (laughs) build into the theme
1: okay, so you <laughs> Well you've always been the unreliable one. Yes. Ooh. Burn. Yeah, I guess. Sick burn. Should we do the other part first? Yeah, let's do uh
0: Keep what Everybody In buy. Suspense. Mm-hmm. What'd you buy? do you
1: i <laughs> uh, at first just that think was an intentional <laughs> pause And then I just
0: sort of got caught in my brain And I was like what actually am I going to say right People now People just think the podcast paused <laughs> like it's, it's not, That is bad content yeah. We just promised good <laughs> <We> just content <laughs> Okay I signed
1: up for Slash bought the first installment of Robin Sloan's New Project Thing Endeavor um, if you go to desert.glass, you can find out this. It, he's calling it the Year of the Meteor. Mm-hmm. And he's, so, uh, like a year ago, maybe more, he published on a website called wizard.limo, which I do think was the better URL, a short story, The Unbeatable Deck of Ronin Shin, mm-hmm. by an author whose name escapes me. And he was like, I'm going to do this. I want to, like, do this thing. I'm going to do a limited print run, and then I'm going to put them up online. And it was one story, and it never happened again. And then at the beginning of January, he relaunched it, and he was like, so I wanted to do this thing. I have this printing press in my house. like,
0: Great. Robin Sloan problems.
1: Yeah. But so the the he was like, sign up. It was like 87 cents for this story, and most of that I think probably covers shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, I got a little regular-sized envelope in the mail with a new Robin Sloan short story called The Sleep Consultant, nice um that he printed it's like very cool he's doing a weekly newsletter too for the the year maybe longer um but it's like a cool i'm a sucker for cool like little subscription things you know
0: yeah i understand i am too how about you what would you buy um we this is more something we were sent but i wanted it i would have bought it if we hadn't been sent it um elizabeth mccracken's new novel bowl away mm, mm-hmm. and that's one of those i guess it's a sprawling family epic mm-hmm. concerning the a family that owns and operates a candlepin bowling alley yeah um and i've heard whimsy thrown in <laughs> every time i've like like or like deliberate whimsy whatever that means um, i feel like
1: that's the uh candlepin bowling alley it's not just a bowling alley right It's candlepin bowling
0: alley so uh i i am someone who uh seeks out whimsy yes i think as you are as well indeed since you just talked about a limited run newspaper <laughs> <laughs> you're excited about subscribing to um so yeah i don't know anything more about it than that i think it's, and it's her first novel in almost 20 years i think yeah something, years or something huge she she uh Tweeted something that she's like, Why isn't anyone calling it the McCrackenna <laughs> Renaissance?" It's just like it's because it's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to read that book.
1: Nice. I am too. You know Robin Sloan also has a an olive oil subscription service where he's growing olives and making olive oil.
0: So that's his sourdough as he went into olive pressing?
1: San Francisco. It's called Fat Gold. <laughs> Fat dot gold. He's also big into the buying the cute URLs.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. You know you can get a dot .nyc? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It is. Speaking of New York City. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The story of, thanks to the New Yorker, I mean, by the time this comes out, though, it's not really the story. Even when we're recording it, it's a little bit past its prime.
1: Yeah, although it's funny. it's It is one of those stories that I have found more people sort of across like people who read and people who don't read
0: we should continue tell them what to the just be is. like
1: yeah like hey did you hear about this thing
0: I'm like, yeah uh-huh yeah it's dan mallory the new yorker uh, article that's sort of explaining that he is the um the his nom de plume is aj finn uh the woman in the window is his big smash hit last year yeah big last year? huge last year um number one hardcover fiction bestseller for many weeks and made a boatload of money and caught they paid him a boatload of money yeah two book deal uh movie rights, all the stuff all the crazy stuff that happens with uh it's big the, it's f- the latest girl on the train yeah, yeah, and it's um the story is sort of that he's just a unreliable narrator of his own life that he uh, lives his life and lies to everybody and makes up characters and emails as them and yeah, does crazy and then things. kills
1: them off. he's like, oh i'm it's my brother, and then he's like, oh, my brother committed suicide. and it's like,
0: Whoa. what what' Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of really awful lying, um, pretending to have cancer so that he can take time off work. Um,
1: also just like terrible behavior. He, he peed in cups that he left in his supervisor's office. Something like, like that. A lot of just weird, and the, the article just keeps going, and you're like, well, that has to be it, right? And then it's like, nope, here's another crazy thing.
0: Right, and so these, these things all lead to um, that... He might not have written his book, or he did, or there's it doesn't quite turn over the um, mm-hmm. the stone of that he didn't actually write the woman in the window. But um, I think my probably the detail that I was so surprised at, the one that I was just like, oh my god, is that his a writer friend of his wrote what he had done into one of her uh, mystery novels. Yeah, um, Sophie Hannah in one of the
1: the Poirot, the authorized Poirot sequels or whatever exactly
0: wild so these are the this is a crazy story although it also um kind of isn't in another way in yeah. that like it's about a you know a privileged white male using his privilege mm-hmm. to continually basically have a publisher write pay to write him write a novel and then pay him for it yeah because he was working at the imprint that ended up buying his novel yeah so you know, it's a it's one of these stories that when you read it in publishing, a lot of people in publishing are like, "Well, that's just the one you heard about." Like, there's all sorts of people. Like, it, it's an industry that seems to, you know, uh, I think in the article they call it a soft industry.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty soft.
0: Yeah, so it's a um, it's a very strange story but it all uh, he also is obsessed with um patricia highsmith mm-hmm. and of course that's like a dog whistle for me yeah and you yeah um because I, we are at, at so many damn books big fans of patricia highsmith indeed and she keams, seems to follow us around as well yeah um,
1: in that way but it's i mean it's funny that ripley tom ripley has become enough of a shorthand that if you're like oh yeah this Dan Mallory guy it's like kind of a tom ripley thing and then people are like
0: Oh right and that even further is connected because he uh, was writing a dissertation which he never finished I don't think or yeah something like that or he didn't actually go to Oxford or I'm forgetting (laughs) all the details there but uh,
1: I don't know make something up it's probably you know uh,
0: but he was writing about the um, sort of homosexual undertones to the Ripley novels Mm -hmm. was the idea of his (laughs) dissertation (laughs) if he ever actually wrote it Um, or his doctorate thesis I'm not I don't know
1: But so I was thinking a lot about the the balance between art and life and and as I was reading that Dan Mallory piece and then I ended up picking up this book. It's I think just out from William Morrow, The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley, mm-hmm. and it's another. It actually has an AJ Finn quote on the jacket, which is kind of crazy. But it it's it's a mystery with a couple of points of view and you can't be sure if you can trust any of them. And then the ones who you thought you could trust are the ones that you can't trust. Mm is that like, you know, there are thousands of books like this. Yeah. But it got me thinking about how, how pervasive it is. This Mm -hmm. unreliable narration thing.
0: Right. It's like, well, we've lost so much um, faith in our uh, narrators from Mm -hmm. the, I mean, and we never really had it. You know, like 18th century literature, like um, like Robinson Crusoe, it starts with this like, oh yeah, sort of like sign off, like this is all really real, <laughs> like uh, and there's like a, a newspaper article or something to to kind of say like this all really happened. Yeah. Um. And and it had to be a journal; it couldn't be a novel, straightforward, because that way it's more realistic. Right. There's though... so many
1: books. Dracula too. All of these books that are meant to feel like real texts.
0: Exactly. So I feel like you know we didn't trust the narrator back then. So they like were like, well, what if we tried to make you trust them even more? <laughs> and now we're like, no. What if we can make we can even destabilize the narrative as it goes? So like uh, Paula Hawkins, the girl on the train, mm-hmm. the main narrator is an alcoholic, and like that's the whole point. Is like how much can you trust what she's saying? Right. Um, and I don't know. I I can understand why that was so exciting to to see and pu- be pulled to the forefront like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's behind like a million other things um, that people love. Right. You know, when it's done really artfully, it's really exciting.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. those. I mean, those books where suddenly you realize that what you have believed for 50, 60, 70, 80% of the book is no longer
0: true. Or even like, or just like that one detail that they chose mm-hmm. also explains away like, like three other things that they didn't say. Right. Um, you know, I, I was, I was thinking about in particular, like Otessa Tessa um year of real rest and relaxation mm-hmm. and um, you know, Holly Butler's Judith and uh, the new me, both of these books are these characters that you can't trust what they're saying because they're, you know, under some sort of influence. Right. As well as, you hear one thing from them that they've said, and then an er- another character will give you a detail that you're like, "Oh, I'm not seeing that the way that it actually happened." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is that is when it gets really exciting for me when yeah. like a detail kind of shows off like a shadow. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Do I you like that? Do you seek out this kind of storytelling? Like, I find that every once in a while when I really want escapism and it's not, it's like, I'm not going to go reread a Discworld book or something. I just want to like churn through something in two days. I'll pick up a mid list thriller and I'm like, I'm in it. I want to know what happens. It's done. And I have forgotten about it.
0: Right. I, I, I kind of like that. Um, I do like the, uh, the sort of, it, it is a page turning thing because like, as mm-hmm. you're picking up details, you're also realizing more and more that you are going to be revealed what the shadow, as I was saying before, what mm-hmm. is you know, right. it's gonna actually point it and outline it for you, which is exciting that you're gonna the you're gonna get more and more of the pieces by like the way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do like that. Um, but I like it more when it's, you know, in the Donna tart way. Um, oh, when I'm you know when like you're reading...
1: more literary fiction, unreliable narrator than like we're solving a mystery together.
0: Yeah, cool. So I like the secret history one where it's just like they might like. Um, you know, he, the narrator of that w- likes aesthetics. So he, mm-hmm. he's sort of like drawing it around things and trying to make things sound lavish when they aren't possibly. Or, you right, know. right. Or, you know, he, like Stephanie Dandler's bitter, like you wouldn't say like that's a book about an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. But like I start to get really into the idea of like what's fact and what's fiction of of this? Like what what is the truth that they're getting at? Right. You know, in the way that all fiction is science fiction because Mm -hmm. you're making up the rules of how your universal work, no matter what. Right. Um, You know, every narrator is an unreliable narrator because you have to choose the details that are going to actually explain your story. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's one of those, um, it's like math curse.
1: Oh my God. Math (laughs) curse. Yeah. Where
0: it's just like, if you know, no, you can think about every book as though it's an unreliable narrator and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you read a memoir, which is supposed to be that person's life, but of course they're choosing details to tell a story. Right. I mean, sometimes that's even the selling point.
1: As we were looking at all of the books on the shelves in the damn library, both of us were caught by what happened, the mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton book, which very definitely tells one particular view on the story. I mean and that's that's the
0: selling point but then and, it was also taken as like oh this is the answer and it's I, like well and meant to and meant to paint her in a a particular light whatever it is like it's very much like focus grouped t- to give you right. that feeling about whatever it is. I didn't read it. Um, but yeah, I think that those are the ones like the really well done um mm-hmm. unreliable narrator books. Those are the ones that stick with you for like for a really long time because it's more like I don't know, it's it's like, if you can get that right, they just feel like a character that you really know even better. Right. Like, um, because you're guessing them in both ways. You're get, seeing them in the way that they've put out, and you've seen the way that you're, like, trying to figure out empathically who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Like Fortress of, of Solitude by Lethem. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that is a great reading experience, and he's really playing with the idea of, like, Uh, Of how reliably can you narrate your childhood um, by giving him and his friend superpowers at at some points, you know, and a ring of invisibility and like that sort of thing.
1: Do you prefer to know? I mean... The thing that you just said about all narrators are unreliable narrators mm-hmm. maybe throws this question for a loop, but do you prefer to know early on, like in the Letham book where he sort of lays out like this is memory, I'm trying to figure these things out, or it's like the the Tennessee Williams glass menagerie thing of like this is a memory play. It, mm-hmm. and so it's absolutely like behind a scrim of of whatever. Yeah,
0: of of Gazi interpretation.
1: Yeah. Or I mean one of one of for my money, the best sort of reveals of an unreliable narrator is in Brett Easton Ellis' American Psycho where for a long time you think you're just living in the mind of this like murderous psychopath mm-hmm. and then there's this this moment at the end where like maybe all of it is just in this dude's head right and so you like the the twist reveal of the unreliable narrator whether it's in literary fiction or a mystery or whatever or do you prefer to know up front like everything I'm
0: telling you might not be true um I think that I probably enjoy knowing that I'm going to be reading an unreliable narrator like from the back flap or something yeah um or the the book's uh reputation um but yeah I think that the way that I sort of just think of everybody as an unreliable narrator I find um details I'm always trying to second guess whether or not that detail is, especially in something that's like um, pointedly like a point of view. Like, why are you giving me this particular detail now? Oh, huh. Um, I, I think that that's something that I'm always doing when I'm reading. Also, I mean, like, the the whole, like, it could all be in a character's head. I think that, like, that's caused, like, an um, internet sickness to some people's minds where I like, can't read Harry Potter without saying, like, what if it was all in his head and it's just, like, <laughs> he's still stuck under the <laughs> cover, <laughs> under the stairs, and he just made all of this up, you know, like... Um, Jesus, that's dark. I know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's, like, 15 dark truths...
1: can you imagine that on on her deathbed jk rowling's like guess what everybody yeah well she would all of it
0: i made all of it up but i I feel like you can read too many of those in a row like you know i read Mm -hmm. the perfect nanny by um leila slimani Mm -hmm. which i don't know i think i'm probably saying that (laughs) very poorly um but the perfect nanny it's like definitely an unreliable narrator but i was just like Ugh, like yeah what you are going to be unreliably telling me isn't as interesting as like that's not enough for the soup to be totally seasoned i think that's something that's a
1: genre thing too i think i think that there's there's a i feel it a little bit i mean like i said it's escapism for me to pick up these thrillers that have. why the, do you think but, it's escapism
0: like what how does how does that capture you that way
1: I think weirdly because I feel like I don't have to think about the book as much as I would with literally anything else mm. because I know that something is going to be revealed to be not the truth. And so I can play the game a little bit and be like, Oh, maybe like this, this one that I just read, the hunting party there, it's flashing back and forth. Some, but there's a dead body. Mm. One of the guests at this lodge is dead and slowly information drips out, but you're trying to, You know, are you trying to figure out who it is? And I found myself being like, no, I'm not going to try. Like, I don't (laughs) need to get in front of this because I know inevitably there's going to be some twist, almost Sherlock Holmes style, where it's like completely out there, like, ah, yes, well, the pips meant this. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? How'd you know that?
0: Right. Or the one that it turns out it was like a gorilla wearing a man's face.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, okay. Mm -hmm. And so that there's something that weirdly really takes the pressure off for mm-hmm. me where I'm just like, Ooh,
0: okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's like a, you know, I, I think it's always going to be sticky. Like I'm always going to like check out the, mm-hmm. or, or at least, you know, like this woman in the window book, like it came and it had like one of those, like, Oh, I could be in the mood for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not now. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, it's true. All reading, like if you pick up something when you're not in the mood for it, you're not gonna have. But there are those weird books where there really is like, oh, there is a mood for this kind of book.
0: Yeah, and I guess that mood is also don't uh, don't take any of this as a, a life manual. You know, like <laughs> this isn't a way to yeah. lead your existence. You know, right? Uh, t- Tom Ripley is a sociopath. He's not a hero.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's why, like airplane novels tend to be these sort of like pulpy thrillers that you turn through because it's like what's the best way to kill the next six hours where you're at the airport and then you're on the plane it might be confirmation bias that Mm -hmm. like largely it's the top bestsellers and then a bunch of like pulpy paperbacks Mm -hmm. but this idea that in these moments where you're sort of held captive Mm -hmm. that like you want disposable entertainment and it has changed a little bit now that like everybody has either a device in your hand or a screen where you can watch 10,000 movies but that idea that like well I have nothing else to do for the next six hours what's something that I can read in the next six hours mm-hmm. that is like it's not gonna make me weep on the plane around all <laughs> these strangers it's just gonna be like interesting enough reliable enough it's like the law and order of books
0: right they're reliably unreliable
1: yeah oh nice nice
0: well, do we want to recommend something?
1: We read some pretty cool books. We recommend you take a look.
0: Yeah. I actually have an unreliable narrated <gasps> book that I read recently. Me too! That I want to recommend to everybody. All right, what is it? So this is a... um, This, I think, is... Earning its um, comparisons to Paul Beatty's *The Sellout*, mm-hmm. um, it's *We Cast a Shadow*. Oh, cool! By Maurice Carlos Ruffin. So this novel is about um, it's a near future about a, a guy who is trying to keep his awful job that he has um, to try to earn money to get his son, who is biracial, um, a experimental procedure to whiten his skin completely Mm. and um it's just about his craziness to try to make that happen cool um and it's about the the family dynamic him and his wife don't agree and uh and the relationship between him and his son and he also the whole novel is popping these purple pills which are somewhat of a you know soma like Mm -hmm. type of like future drug and so the whole thing, you're just, you can read, of course, as unreliable, and you have to find the truth of what he's saying. Cool. Through like the, and his prose is crazy. It's some of the best writing I've read in a long time. It's really That's like, a- I'm fun. I'm very
1: excited to read that book.
0: So yeah, I uh, highly, highly read. And it's also, um, it's it's so fast. Like you really want all yeah. these details. Yeah. It's, it's great. Cool. What about you?
1: A uh, book that is the opposite of fast, even for a fast reader like me black leopard red wolf the first volume in Marlon James's dark star trilogy mm-hmm. um, I tried to read it when I had an arc at Christmas time couldn't do it got a hundred pages in and I was like no I mm-hmm. don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know what this is for me and then I tried it again and found myself more attuned to the rhythms of the language and I, I sort of fell into it a little bit more mm-hmm. um and I mean it's there are plenty of problems with it, to be sure. It's pretty heavily misogynistic. It's super-duper violent. But it is also really compelling, and he he throws all of his imagination onto the page. I mean, it's just like... so it, Sort of in that way that The Lord of the Rings... Tolkien wanted it to be six volumes. Mm-hmm. This I think this trilogy could easily... Each book could probably have been split up into two. Because wow. there's just so much there. Um the, it starts out, and the, the narrator, the main character, this man, Tracker, is talking to some inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of being drawn out to tell his story, his side of this story. And so right there, unreliable narration, because it's, it's his point of view. But as you get to the end of it, and what I've read now, some interviews of uh, with Marlon, the next two books in the trilogy, I guess, are telling different perspectives on this saga Mm -hmm. trying to find this lost kid and at the end of it I mean it's like it's such a good cliffhanger and it's also such a like oh fuck kind Mm -hmm. of cliffhanger where tracker's like so uh what did she tell you Mm -hmm. like that's basically the last line of the book and you're just like oh I get it Mm -hmm. which is I don't know I I'm nervous about whether or not the payoff will be there on the writing side it's like it's all of the fireworks that he does but it's it's i'm in this place now i'm like okay so this was unreliable and the next two books are also going to
0: be unreliable Mm -hmm. so will you be in the mood yeah i get it but so but you still recommend this first one i do it's it's worth the kaleidoscope the thing is i
1: wouldn't recommend it to everybody like I, I know better than to recommend it to you mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 for but I, for a lot of different reasons. And there are a lot of people who I'd be like,
0: if they're like, hey, should I read? I'd be like, no, 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 Not your." There's like, there's, ugh. there's so many books out there that True. you can't, you would enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think about that sometimes when I'm trying to talk somebody out of a book.
1: Yeah. But listen, if you're thinking about it, if it's like, if it feels like it's the kind of book for you, mm-hmm. go for it. Interesting. And give yourself the time to fall into it too. Gotcha.
0: Well, I want to tell everybody also, um, that you should go on our website. We have a cool website. We have a cool website. Uh, we have the, the damn bar has like 72 recipes on it or so. Um, so, so many damn books.com, um, slash the damn bar, or you can get through so many damn books and going through our scroll down menu. I'm very curious to hear if anyone has ever actually made one of the cocktails, um, I want to know. Yeah. So send us an email if you have. I'm very curious. Or if you haven't, but you want to, and something held you back, I'd like to know. Oh, that's great. So, um, so yeah. so many damn books at gmail.com. If you've ever made the cocktail, I'm very curious. Um, yeah. What else here? Oh, uh, go and review us on iTunes, please. It always helps us. Um, giving us a five-star review and writing something is really, really nice. Yeah. It's good for getting more people to listen to the show. Um, you
1: can check out our Patreon uh, patreon.com smdb
0: we will be sending out our pins yeah we're doing an enamel soon. pin it's so cool we'll show you a picture of what they look like when we have one to show you um, but it, if you want the pin if you are a pin person um, now is the time to sign up for the um, Patreon yeah. the $10 level
1: We'll probably, we'll probably throw some other stuff in there.
0: Maybe you'll get some uh, surprises of some kind. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you maybe. Got to sign up to find out. Yep. Um, and we also put, like, little behind the scenes there, and you, we um, tell people what the next book will be that we're going to talk about when oh, we yeah. have the next book. We're not going to tell you right now. No. Only That's the private. Patreon only people. Only the Patreon people. are faithful patrons who we really you know if you do uh pay for the show we really appreciate it we we, we love you guys for, for doing that and supporting us and even if you just download and, and tell your friends or just download and enjoy it on your own we all appreciate you we do indeed and we hope that you find a good tell us your favorite unreliable narrators on twitter or instagram at so many damn books and um you know
1: hashtag so many damn books
0: go pick out a great read yeah. and um get ready for the tournament. Oh yeah. The tournament she is coming. She approacheth yeah. real fast. Real fast here.
1: So uh we'll we'll be doing some coverage of that. Yep. We'll be back in 2 weeks with a normal episode. You can find out who it is by going to our Patreon and signing up. Yep.
0: For just a dollar, you can find out. Yeah. Okay, that's it, right? I don't know. Was any of this real? Uh, oh. Bye.
1: Bye. Oh,